Dave Bolger here, and welcome to Had I Known, conversations with interesting members of the Hamilton College community. This week, there is no guest. You just get me. All right. Bit of a different one this week. That's right. No guests. Just me. I uh, didn't have time to record a conversation this week because I was on campus for a good chunk of the week. I made a triumphant, I don't know if it was triumphant, but I made a return to Hamilton and uh, was busy while I was there to get a chance to record a conversation. So yeah, just me. So I thought I'd take a few minutes this week to share some thoughts on uh, my visit back to Hamilton. If you're like me and you haven't been back to campus in, I think it's close to 15 years. Yes, the guy who's got the Hamilton podcast hasn't been back to campus in 15 years. It's funny. Uh, Anytime I've mentioned that to somebody in the last week, uh, it's met with complete shock. I guess guess there's this belief that, uh, that I'm back on campus all the time. No, I haven't been back in a long time. So if you're like me and haven't been back in a long time, maybe maybe learn something here in the next few minutes. If uh, you have been back more recently, and I know a lot of listeners have been back far more frequently than I have, after I share my thoughts, tell me, do you agree? Do you disagree? Did I get it all wrong? And for those of you who don't care and aren't interested in what I have to say, well, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. And there's a lot of good guests coming up in the next few weeks. And at the end of this, maybe I'm going to tease a couple of big names coming. Ah, maybe you got to stick around or at least fast forward to the end and I'll tease some of those who are coming up. So anyway, so yeah, I was back on campus this week, first time in a long time. And the thing that struck me probably more than anything was just how much it felt like a weird dream. You know how... When you try to explain a dream to someone, there's there's usually a moment where you say, I was in my house, but it wasn't my house. Or I was at school, but it wasn't my school. That's what it felt like. It felt like I was at school, but it wasn't my school. There was so much about it that was familiar, of course, but there was so much about it that was so different. It was bizarre. I mean, just the sheer number of new buildings or renovations that have happened since the last time I was on campus, it's, it's jaw-dropping. If you recall, I had Steve Bologna on who oversaw the vast majority of that campus transformation. And I thought a lot about him as I was walking around campus and just seeing all that got done uh, on his watch, leading the physical plant and, and leading a lot of those projects. It's, it's incredible. And it really does an incredible job of connecting the campus physically in ways that didn't exist when when I was a student there in the late 90s. Uh, many of you who are either came before me or or around my time I, th- I think can relate to this this idea that there were there was certainly the 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 north side of the campus and the Kirkland side or the dark side um, and those two were separated and there was, you know, Martin's Way and the bridge. But even the the 
areas surrounding sort of those two central points never felt connected. There was never much of a flow. Or if you think about the area by uh, the athletic center and uh, where the science center is now and then uh, next to that, the library, those areas felt sort of disconnected from each other. Well, there's a, there's a much more open flow to the campus now. It's 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 pretty remarkable. And then on the other side, the Kennedy Center for Theater and the Arts. Holy cow! That definitely connects the two sides of campus and makes a clear flow through to the Kirkland side or the the dark side, and in in a much better way. And man, that building is incredible. This uh, thing I was doing on on campus, I spent a lot of time in that building. And, you know, I can't draw a straight line and have, don't have an ounce of artistic ability in my body. But spending some time in, in that building made me want to go back and, and be an art major because, whoa, wow, that building is something else. So you may be asking what I was doing on campus. I don't think I can talk about it. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about it yet. If you want to find out what I was doing, donate a lot of money to the school. Maybe that's all I'll say. <laughs> but what I was doing there, I had an opportunity to interact with some students. And uh, seeing all that's been built, the I mentioned the, the, the athletic facilities. I mentioned the, the, the arts building. Uh, the student center, the new student center connected to what I knew as ELS, um, again, uh, just makes for a completely different, uh, feel on campus and new amenities, new resources. I, I told, uh, many of the students I talked to that, uh, their Hamilton is a heck of a lot better than my Hamilton was. And it was funny talking to students and hearing them talk about the names of the buildings where they live. And I didn't recognize a single name uh, because, you know, that's all the former fraternity houses now converted into housing, which started to happen towards the end of my four years there. But um, they've all been renovated. They've all had extensions built on them. The uh, theater, minor theater is, is now a residence hall. People kept talking about, I think, Morris House, I think it was. They, oh, I live in Morris House. I don't know what the heck that is. And I said, oh, that's minor theater. And they said, no, minor is the dorm on the dark side. I said, it was like a who's on first routine, but it was fun exploring uh, the new elements of the campus. I mentioned the uh, the student center, the Sadov Student Center. Of course, I had to go there to visit the new home, relatively speaking, in my mind, the new home of uh, WHCL. So I got to go in the studios there and, and check that out. Uh, felt like a real radio station, you know, it, the basement of Bristol will always be, I think Matt Glassman and I talked about this, but the basement of Bristol will always be the uh, the home of WHCL in my mind. But it was nice to see uh, an above ground uh, with windows uh, studio. The bookstore, the bookstore is there too. Also above ground, has some windows. You can see the campus while you're shopping. And, uh, and those of you who have spent... Uh, a long vacation at Disney World, I think can appreciate the phenomenon of spending time there to the point where you convince yourself that you have to have every shirt, sweatshirt, 
and piece of memorabilia possible. Right? I under normal circumstances I have no interest in buying a Disney shirt, but I you get me a Disney where I'm like, oh yes. This Winnie the Pooh shirt looks great. I'm going to buy this and wear this all the time. And then I have stacks of Disney shirts that, you know, get pulled out on a very rare occasion. Well, I made a nice donation to the school and uh, spending some money at the bookstore. I may or may not be wearing a Hamilton sweatshirt now as I record this. That is new. (laughs) My kids may have Hamilton shirts now and stuffed animals. And I bought a hat and I bought some books. It's the Disney phenomenon. The Hamilton Disney phenomenon are the same, at least when it comes to the bookstore. WHCL is fun. I uh, went in there while uh, a remote show was being played, so there was no live DJ in the studio when I was there, and it took every ounce of restraint not to start hitting buttons or or go live and start start doing a show, uh, pirate radio style. I really wanted to. But I guess I had to act like the grown-ass man I am and, and be mature and not do that. I have grown up. I have matured. That's what I learned being on a campus of teenagers in early 20-somethings. I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was probably the biggest insight. I'm old. And that was one of the funny things uh, as part of the experience was so many of the anxieties that I experienced as a student there came flooding back the first morning I drove up on the campus. And it just, it hit me like a ton of bricks of just all these memories, good and bad came flooding back. And I I felt the anxiety coming on and I had to remind myself that, uh, you know, all that stuff is over and, and it's fine. But that, that lingering memory of, of not feeling like I belonged, which comes up a lot in the conversations we have on this show that a lot of people I now know suffered from that. But that feeling came back very quickly. And as I thought through it and, and you know talked myself out of having those feelings, well, then they came rushing back because I literally didn't belong because I was the old, creepy old guy walking around campus. Ugh. But even silly things, I would walk past a building, I walked past CJ, where I had a lot of classes, and just this feeling of, oh my God, I'm late for class, and constantly rushing and and feeling like I had to hurry up and and get somewhere because I was late. Even just silly things like that came, came flooding back. And as I walked around appreciating the campus in new ways, uh, or reigniting sort of a love for the campus... I, sh- I was struggling with the idea of did I truly appreciate it when I was there, and I don't. I don't think I did. I certainly didn't appreciate it the way I did this week. Uh, there were views. I, remember I was standing in front of uh, South, looking out over the hill, and the view from up on that hill into the fields below. I don't remember. I don't. I, I didn't recall ever seeing that view before. I just. I, I guess I just didn't appreciate it as a student. I don't know. I stood there thinking, did I, have I ever seen this view before? This is incredible. There are a lot of small realizations like that. One of the, one of the things is I, I walked back and forth uh, across campus a few times. And I remember living in North and having a class in KJ and thinking that was the farthest walk any human should ever be expected to make. I mean, it just seemed like going from one end of the campus to the other back then was like going to different countries. 
and it is so small and not a far walk whatsoever. Uh, you get lulled into thinking uh, your tiny little existence on that campus is this grandiose uh Game of Thrones style map that you're trying to navigate, and it's it's really not that big. <laughs> Some people have asked me since I've been back from the visit uh, what my thoughts were on the current students, and it's come up quite a bit on this show that yes, as cliches it probably sounds now, yes, these students are far better than than probably most of the students that were there when when I was there. Uh, the quality and the caliber of, of student is, is definitely better. And it seems like, at least based on the students I talked to, they are taking full advantage of uh, what the school has to offer, which, again, is a common theme that comes up on the show. People wishing they had done more uh, with their time at, at Hamilton. And that notion of time is something that sort of rattled around in my head a little bit because whether it was the students I talked to directly or – uh, students I overheard walking past me on the path or sitting next to me at a table at what what we knew as Opus now. It was uh, Fojo Coffee. I forget what it's called. But the, whatever the new Opus is there, there's outdoor tables. And I was sitting there for for a bit having having some food and overheard students talking. And almost to a person, almost to a person uh, – I would hear students talk about how busy their schedules were. There was constant conversations about what their schedule was and when they could fit something in and when they were available and how much they had to do. And, um, of course we all had work to do when we were students, but I also remember, and again, this, I think this is something that's come up on the show with a lot of conversations seeming like we had endless amounts of time. I certainly had plenty of time for video games and I, I just don't get the sense that that's the case. And these these kids are jamming themselves with things to do, which is just different than what I knew to be the experience. Probably one of the big reasons why they're better students than, than I was. But it's interesting because I've talked before about concerns about the current students and their future engagement with the school based on the impact of COVID. But given how it seems like so many of them are taking full advantage of everything as the school has to offer, maybe maybe there isn't much to worry about. The kids are all right. I talked uh, on this show to Amanda Daflos, who uh, had a f- fun moment, if you recall, where she busted out the Hamilton map and started pointing out things on campus that she either didn't know about or... Uh, had neglected to experience. And one of them was uh, the cemetery on campus. And I'm pretty sure I knew there was a cemetery, but I don't, I don't think I had ever stepped foot in or near it. So I made it a point to walk down there while I was on campus. And it was pretty incredible. A lot of history, a lot of Hamilton history in that cemetery. And I was walking around and it was sort of, it was a gorgeous fall day. Uh, when I first got to campus, uh, the, the first day it had rained all day, gray skies. It felt like the, uh, not so warm central New York welcome back that, uh, I was used to. Uh, of course there was no snow on the ground, thankfully. Uh, although I am releasing this on Halloween and I do have a memory of it snowing on Halloween one of the years I was there. So snow may be coming, but there was no snow, lots of rain. 
And then the next day it was, you know, the, the gorgeous quintessential central New York fall day, crisp, clear skies, the colors of the leaves just popping. I was feeling great about the campus. It's when I noticed that view I was mentioning a few minutes ago. And I was walking around that cemetery, sort of taking in the history and seeing so many of the recognizable names from the buildings uh, on campus who are, who are buried there and sort of feeling a new, different connection to the school and feeling good. You know, those, the, those feelings of not belonging had melted away. The anxieties had melted away. And I was just appreciating the school to no end. And then a, uh, a nice couple came walking by, a, a man and a woman, uh, out on what seemed like, you know, maybe their daily walk, but they were out clearly for a walk. And we stopped and chat, you know, the, 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 the man and the couple said a lot of history here. And we were talking about the history and, you know, I mentioned I was a, I was an alum and I probably had never, uh, stepped foot in that cemetery before and was trying to experience a different part of the campus than I, than I had experienced as a student. So we started talking about that. And then he started asking me, this man who was from the village, uh, did I ever have a class with this professor? No, I'd never heard of that professor. How about this professor? No, I'd never heard of that professor. What about this professor? No, I think he got, the, I think he got about five or six, uh, professor's names before <laughs> he got to a name that a, I'd even recognized much less had had as a, as a professor. And, uh, yeah, all those good feelings melted away and I realized, no, I did <laughs> I did piss away <laughs> much of my time at school. Uh in in a very very short exchange, uh this nice man made me feel terrible again about my Hamilton experience. <laughs> and the anxieties all came back. <laughs> oh man. But anyway, school's in good shape. If, uh, if you're like me and you haven't been back in a long time, you should go. You should definitely go. You should definitely spend a lot of money in the bookstore and buy all the hats and shirts and sweatshirts and blankets and whatever. No, it's a, it's a, it's a trip. It's a, it's a weird feeling being back there with so much familiar yet so much feeling different. But, but I recommend doing it if you haven't had a chance to do it. And uh, if you do go back regularly, what did I miss? What did I get wrong? What did I get right? Drop me a line. Let me know. I do wish I had been back sooner. I wish I had been back before I talked to Steve Bologna. I do wish I had been back and saw the cemetery before Amanda had mentioned it. I wish I had seen some of the athletic facility before I had talked to Lauren Cup. But it's that experience that I will take to inform some upcoming conversations that I think you'll be excited about. Uh yet to be scheduled but working on getting scheduled the new chair of the board of trustees and goldman sachs ceo david solomon that's a big get uh probably jinxing it because it's not an official get yet but it's we're working on it what do you want me to ask him anything you uh you faithful listeners would like to hear me talk to mr solomon about drop me a line uh, had I known show on social media, had I known show at gmail.com. And then another one that uh, is soon, very soon to be scheduled. Confirmed interest, confirmed that I can do it. Had actually hoped to do it while I was on campus, but schedules didn't allow. If you ate a meal on that campus from 1996 until today, then 
you are going to want to check out the conversation I have coming up with a woman that is known simply by one name, Marge. She might be the most requested guest I've had in the year plus I've done the show. And she didn't need to be requested because she was on my initial list. I've talked about it before. When I set out to start doing this show, I started a list of people who I knew I had to have on. And she was on that list. And I'm close to getting her locked in to talk to her about her experience. So I ask again, what would you like me to ask or talk to Marge about? Drop me a line excited about these two upcoming guests and i'm excited about a whole bunch of other ones we got in the works so anyway that's uh that's a little bit about my visit to hamilton uh if you stuck around and listened to me ramble thank you if you just fast forwarded to hear the the teasers on the guests hope you're as excited as i am and uh, we'll get back to our regular scheduled programming next week you have been listening to a slightly different had i known on whcl fm clinton new york had I known.buzzsprout.com. Had I known show on social media. As always, my thanks to Dr. Michael Woods for supplying the music on the show. And as always, Doc is going to play us out. Hope you enjoyed the show. Talk to you next week.
podcast show on your radio or take it to go.